The Captain's Run with Sam Edmund. So about last night, the Pies, they started brightly, didn't they? But they were spectacularly overrun by Brisbane. A 10-goal burst across the second and third quarter, setting up that 33-point win. As we welcome in AFL Nation's Michael Barlow. Good morning to you, Mickey. Yeah, morning, Sammy. It was um, yeah, a big turnaround, wasn't it? We thought Collingwood started fast and they'd just keep going on their merry way. But um, yeah, Brisbane hung in and... I think they reminded everyone last night that Brisbane are going to be a pretty good side. Indeed, indeed. I want to start in the middle, in the ruck, which is a big talking point coming in, of course, given Collingwood don't have a recognised one uh, fit and available at the moment. How much of a factor was this for you? I mean, Oscar McInerney, game I 11 clearances. The Lions win clearances, but are yeah. outscored at this source from Collingwood. Oh, how did you assess it? Because the territory advantage McInerney was able to give was pretty important, I would have thought. Yeah, what were they? Plus nine at clearance across the night, plus twenty four hit out. So, so often the the ruck dominance doesn't correlate, you know, directly to to clearance um, dominance. But I listened pretty intently to the post game and Lockie Neal. You know, he was mentioning the plan really was just to to turn the opposition around, and clearance is going to be really important to that. So from contest, you know, they didn't muck around with the ball, Brisbane. Um, they just got the ball forward and and tried to take territory, which. I think it did wear down on the defensive unit of Collingwood eventually. So I think, um, yeah, tip of the hat to, to Chris Fagan and his coaching group because they probably identified the strength of Collingwood, knowing you know, the speed on the ball and their ability to, to get the numbers around the ball and then go. So clearance is going to be super important and they dominated that, that part of the game. Yeah, just on that, given you watch the game through a coach's lens, I suppose, what, what do you make of Collingwood's method, Michael? Like they give you a look, the pies, don't they? And it is easier said than done, but you win those crucial contests, you, they can be got around the back and out the back. I love watching them, but they <laughs> they they are in your face all the time, but at the same time, if, if you're good enough, they give you a look the other way. Yeah, certainly, certainly. I think and it, teams are going to go to work absolutely on um, on Collingwood and their method and it's it's lovely well, how good is it to watch that when they when they get that ball and they link up to Goey to oh. to Dacos to Dacos it's 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 absolutely unbelievable but opposition are going to have to try and find a way to expose that I think it does again personnel helps so having Charlie Cameron in the front half um, with his speed Zach Bailey you know, Joe Danaher had a really good night last night and you know he's a he's a he's a forward that can get down and get the ground ball as well. So um, Cam Rayner, forward of centre. Um, it's nearly the perfect uh, matchup to take on the speed and, and skill set of the back six of, of Collingwood. So, um, yeah, their two teams are going to be yeah, their, their top four sides last night that we watched. You wouldn't be playing Cam Rayner anywhere near the back half of the ground ever again, would you? Uh, it's, it's quite remarkable, isn't it? Because I think... Yeah, hats off to them. They're, they're looking for opportunity. They've obviously looked at what they've brought in. They've brought in Gunston over the off-season. They thought, okay, how do we... Cameron is in our best side. How do we shift some magnets um, mm. to make sure we maximise what we've brought in? Um, the rain are back. Yeah, it, it, I don't think it didn't work. Like, it was, it was, it was okay with it. Mm. But, yeah, what we, what we saw in front of the ball last night and his ability to hit the scoreboard... They're hard to match up on. It, it, like opposition match committee will look at, okay, who, who's got Charlie Cameron? What's the match up there? And then they'll put their best small back on. And then they've got Zach Bailey to worry about and Cam Rain. I think McCarthy's kind of a, a bits and pieces player. So um, just adds that extra layer of confusion, I think, for the, 
the opposition match committee. Yeah, and they've always been a serious uh, proposition up there. I think they've won 40 of their last 48 going back to 2019 or something. So they are a, a force at the Gabba. There's no doubt about that. What what about North Melbourne and Carlton today? Good Friday, close to a sellout. Uh, Mick, do you, give, do you give the Kangaroos – what sort of chance do you give them against Carlton in this one? Yeah, you've got to give them – yeah, you know, you've got to give them some sort of chance. It's, I think in years gone past, they've they've just been devoid of any consistency, and and we've seen over the first three weeks. Yes, they got drummed last week, but that they did they were without Simpkin and David Juniak. So two really important pieces to their midfield um, complement were out last week. They come back in. Um, the the real worry I think will be if if they are beaten around the ball and, and inside fifty and ground position. The front half of Carlton, I think, would be licking their lips against, um, you know, an honest, toiling defensive unit of the of the Roos, and and we know that forwards have got a hold of um, the Roos back six on this day years gone by. So under the roof at Marvel, mm-hmm. um, clearance battle will be really important. Can Nick Larkey? You know, it comes down to the big names for North if they're if they're to be competitive today. Simpkin, Davis, Uniac, Larkey, Zerha. Um, if those four can can have big days, they're in it. If not, Harry Mackay might um, bounce back to some form today. Were you a dissenter, Michael, in your glory days at Freo <laughs> and later go? What about the debate on dissent this week? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I wasn't. I, I once won semi-final 2014. I'll never forget it because it kind of goes against kind of I think who I am. Um, gave Dean Margetts a, a real spray and used some <laughs> exploitive language, which I was pretty embarrassed by, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Robbie Gray got a hold of us in the second half and our season slipped away. So there was a fair bit of emotion in it. Um, I did follow up with a text to Dean Margetts, I think, uh, 24 hours um, after the game, apologising, uh, which he accepted. Um, but, I, yeah, I was regretful on that. Um, and that was pretty bad dissent. I think the dissent issue this time last year was, was very topical, wasn't it? Because there was dissent 50-metre penalties and free kicks going going off like a bang um, mm. where the descent was was pretty murky. I think that oh, I called the game last week for AFL Nation that the Stephen Cornelio won and we genuinely didn't know what had happened yeah. for, for four or five minutes. We were trying to trying to scramble to see how the free kick had actually been adjudicated and such a crucial moment for for such a big outcome. Um, yeah, they've got to got to tidy it up and, and the common sense needs to Needs to absolutely prevail. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get there. Hey, I want to ask you about your side, Werribee, before we let you go. I think you got Southport up there tomorrow and a one-point oh, yeah. loss in round one. So you've had you've had to stew on that for a bit because you didn't play in round two, did you? No, we had to buy. Yeah, so Brisbane got us round one by a point. Um, their form line looks pretty good, actually. They've, I think that's a good way to follow the AFL as well and see see how they're looking. Like Brisbane reserves at the moment are are absolutely airborne. They've got Reese Matheson, Jared Lyons, yeah. went back yesterday, um, Tom Fullerton. So um, the depth of, of VFL or second state state league footy is important to understand what's going on with their AFL side. Colin would probably falling away a little bit with some availability. Um, but keep your eyes on that. But from our point of view, from wherever, yeah, we go up and get a good opportunity to play Southport, who's been the benchmark in terms of a standalone um, side in the last couple of years um, in the VFL. So... I think it's a bit uh, wet and woolly here in Victoria today, Sammy. As I'm looking out the window, we go up there and we get nice, uh, nice sunny blue skies tomorrow, 32 degrees. Um, Beautiful. At Southport's home oval. Beautiful, mate. Uh, good luck with that and uh, really appreciate you joining us uh, this morning. Let's chat again soon. We'll do, Sammy. Enjoy.
There he is, AFL Nation's Michael Barlow. Coach of Werribee, of course, they're in action again tomorrow. We'll take a break. Back with more on the captain's run right after this.